This summer, while enjoying some solitary relaxation in an infinity pool, I unexpectedly encountered three audacious little flies. Now, surprisingly, these uninvited companions imparted upon me a trio of invaluable leadership lessons. In this episode of Help Me Think, I share those lessons with you and the story behind them. But first, let's take a moment to acknowledge Help Me Think's title sponsor, Business Furniture. Help Me Think is sponsored by Business Furniture, a 100-year-old organization focusing on innovation since 1922. That's right. You heard me correctly. Business Furniture just celebrated its 100th anniversary of creating spaces where people can work better, learn better, and feel better. They truly are the experts when it comes to creating spaces where employees can show up and do their best thinking and best work. As you all know, hybrid work has gone mainstream, and it's one of the biggest economic and cultural changes facing leaders today. Most organizations that choose hybrid work are trying to offer a balance between the flexibility that people want and the need to bring employees together to foster collaboration and innovation. And these guys know how to do it. So let Business Furniture help build a sense of community for your company. Check them out at businessfurniture.net. And now, back to our episode. Welcome back, my friends. A few months ago, I found myself leisurely waiting around in an infinity pool, like a 12-year-old child. I was all alone with just me and my thoughts, and it was delightful. Anywho, while hanging over the edge of this infinity pool, I saw a fly walking up the edge of the pool against a steady stream of water that was flowing down into the second level. I thought to myself, why is he doing that? If you're a small fly, why would you be walking uphill against a steady stream of water? Didn't make any sense to me, so I simply assumed he probably wasn't doing it by choice. And as I watched him, though, I noticed there were periodic gushes of water that would cascade over the edge and push him back down, eliminating some of the progress he had made. It was like 20 steps forward, 10 steps back for him. And all the while, he'd periodically flap his wings to lift himself up out of the water ever so slightly. And then he'd drop himself back down again and continue climbing. To me, it looked like he was struggling. So being the good person that I know myself to be, I decided to use both hands to lift him up out of the water. And then I tossed him to a dry ledge that was only a few feet away. Sadly, I didn't toss him far enough and he landed in the water below. Soon thereafter, he wasn't moving anymore. He was dead. And I felt, I felt terrible. So I de- decided that I needed to relocate. As I made my way across the pool, I thought to myself, what a silly fly. What would, why was he doing that in the first place? He was fighting a losing battle, walking up a, a, a ledge against a steady stream of water. But that point, at that point, it dawned on me, though, because I, I decided that if he wanted to fly away, he could have. Because remember, he was periodically flapping his wings and lifting himself up out of the water. So I found that very perplexing. Anywho, I soon found myself on the other side of the pool where once again, I saw another fly 
doing the same damn thing. Walking up the slanted edge against a steady stream of water and periodically flapping its wings to lift itself up out of the water and then back down again. Now, this time, I decided I'm going to let go of my desire to help because clearly that didn't go so well last time. This time, I decided to exercise some patience and just simply watch. More than anything, out of curiosity, why in the world would these flies be doing this? Well, wouldn't you know, after several minutes had passed, this second fly made it to the top. Now, this was only after being pushed back down a few times by the gushes of, of cascading water. And when he made it to the top, he simply flew away. And I thought to myself, well, look at that. He didn't need my help after all. Even though he appeared to be struggling the entire time, just like the first fly. But then I thought, uh-oh, wait a minute. Oh, dear. Had I left that first fly alone, would he have had the same success? Maybe he didn't need my help. Maybe I just thought he did. Maybe he'd still be alive had I not interfered in his journey. Now, feeling bad about what I had done, I decided it was probably best at this point to hang out in the middle of the pool. So <clears throat> it's probably important to, to stop at this point and, and to recognize that I'm sure you're probably thinking to yourself, am I seriously sitting here listening to Starla talk about flies in a pool? Yes, yes, you are. But hang in there with me. I am going somewhere with this, and, and I promise. Believe it or not, though, the story doesn't end there because there was a third fly. Yep, that's right. In the middle of the pool, I found a third fly. And it appeared he was alive, but just barely. He was flapping his wings and, and struggling to stay upright. And periodically, he would just stop moving altogether. And after a few moments of observation, I concluded that if I didn't help, he was going to die. So I placed my finger in the water below him, and I gently lifted him up out of the water, stood there for a few beats to let him dry out. When he began to move, I walked over and I placed him on a ledge. He dried out in the sun for a few moments, and then he flew off. Whew. At that point, I felt somewhat redeemed, because I know that if I hadn't helped, he most certainly would have died. So, <clears throat> I believe that there's almost always something that can be learned from the things that we do and the things that happen around us. And given that I was alone that day with nothing to do, no impending deadlines, I had all the time in the world to ponder about what I should be learning from this. And it didn't take very long for three fundamental leadership lessons to come to the surface. And these lessons not only apply to leadership, but they apply to parenting as well. So here we go. Let's begin with leadership lesson number one. When it appears that others might be struggling, don't immediately jump in to help. They may not need it. Instead, take a pause to observe and listen. And if you can, ask questions first to better understand their goals and what their plans are for accomplishing them. Because that is where you will find the information you need to determine how you can best help, if help is necessary. Leadership lesson number two. All living organisms are far more resilient than what you think. 
we humans were designed to deal with adversity. We were designed to struggle, suffer, overcome, and evolve. And we rob others of the opportunity to do this when we overfunction in their lives and try to make everything easy for them. We all know that our most significant learning comes from facing challenges head on and working through them. The tough times in life are opportunities for exponential growth, and we should always be seeking to capitalize on them. It's the only way to reach our full potential. That said, if we're constantly trying to protect the people we care about from difficult and painful experiences, we are essentially robbing them of opportunities to evolve into stronger, more resilient, self-sufficient human beings. Instead of protecting them from adversity, we should show them how to navigate it, because in doing so, we'll bring much more value to their lives. And if you still need convincing, consider this question. Who are you really protecting when you seek to create a frictionless life for others? Who are you really doing it for? Sure, it's unpleasant to watch loved ones go through tough times. Being the good people that we are, we'd much rather protect them from painful life experiences because in doing so, not only do we help them, but we shield ourselves from the discomfort of having to watch them struggle. And in the short term, that definitely feels much better. But in the long term, we could in fact be setting them up for for an even more difficult life if they don't learn how to effectively work through adversity. So it never hurts, never hurts to question our own motives when we're deciding whether or not we're going to help others. Now, that day, as I continued to ponder about what I should be learning from this whole pool fly experience, I was reminded of a quote from Chuck Lavelle, one of the greatest pianists in rock and roll history and one of the biggest names in environmental forestry. While watching a documentary about his life, and I'll make sure a a link to that documentary gets into the show notes, there was something he said that really resonated with me. When describing his approach to mentoring some of the biggest names in rock and roll, Chuck said, give them structure without them feeling tethered. Give them structure without them feeling tethered. And this takes us to leadership lesson number three. We should always be giving them structure, but without them feeling tethered. Now, I have found that this is one of the most difficult things for leaders and parents to do because we are accustomed to, and let's be honest, much more comfortable with either doing it for them or telling them exactly how to do it. But you see, this doesn't help them learn and grow, and it robs them of the opportunity to figure it out for themselves. As leaders and parents, our job is to create an environment where others can learn and grow from trial and error. We should be providing structure, and we should ensure that they have access to the proper training, resources, and tools they need in order to be successful. But then we need to step aside and let them figure it out, all the while making sure that we provide the support they need when they need it. In doing so, what we'll end up doing is we'll create an environment where they get to enjoy the rewards of persevering and being resilient. And this is essential to help them evolve into the humans that we know they can become. So there you have it. 
three very important leadership lessons from a leisurely day in the pool watching flies. Leadership lesson number one. When it appears others might be struggling, don't immediately jump in to help. They may not need it. Leadership lesson number two. All living organisms are far more resilient than you think. And leadership lesson number three. Give them structure without them feeling tethered. Okay, gang. Head on over to StarlaWest.com forward slash podcast and drop your thoughts in the comment section. I'd love to hear how you felt about today's discussion. And as always, that's where you'll find the free worksheet for this episode and links to any resources I mentioned. While you're hanging out on my website, don't forget to sign up for your no-cost online account. By doing that, you will be the first to know about all the incredible resources, upcoming events, online courses, and new products I'm cooking up just for you. Now, let's talk about how you can help me keep this show going strong. It's simple. Hit that subscribe button on my YouTube channel. Subscribing there is a super easy way to show your love and support for Help Me Think. You can also subscribe on Spotify, Apple, and Google. We are everywhere, so you are never going to miss an episode. I want to shout out to our fantastic title sponsor, Business Furniture and Company. They make this podcast possible, and I am super grateful for their support. All right, folks, that's a wrap for today's episode. Thank you so much for tuning in. I'm your host, Starla West, and I cannot wait to catch you next time on Help Me Think. Stay curious and keep those brilliant ideas flowing. See you soon.